as a dad, it is kind of easy for me. It comes naturally to kind of sweep my feelings under the rug, pretend they don't exist. I'm a rock. I'm an island. I don't break. Uh, there are times, though, to do that, to press forward and get the job done and not you know, waver or um, get teary. But it's also good to let my kids see I got feelings, too, and to also help them see that they've got feelings, and we can talk about those feelings. Um, I've learned, I'm a little late to the party, but I've learned it's good for me to really plumb some of what my kids are feeling uh, to make sure I'm understanding them and getting to know their hearts. I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Danny Huerta. He's in charge of our parenting and youth department here at Focus on the Family, and um, Danny and I'll talk in just a moment, but let's go ahead and hear a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Josh and Christy Straub, who have written a great kids book. It's called What Am I Feeling? Uh, it's about helping kids and parents gauge emotions. What are some consequences when we or our children, which is the topic of our program, have unresolved emotions? Mm -hmm. What typically happens? Well, and it's funny because we're talking about kids, right? We right. wrote this as a kid's book, and we did it intentionally because we wanted it to get into the hands of more adults. So they can read it really, too. Because really this is for <laughs> us. Because so many of us grew up in a home where emotions wasn't talked about. And a lot of us grew up in homes where certain emotions were maybe punished or dismissed or minimized. And, you know, for everyone who's listening, I think just to take that pause, that step back to see like, really, where do I come in on this spectrum? Because we all come in carrying emotion but if you ask most people today, like, how are you feeling? Or, you know, how are you doing? You know, we just saw you guys. How are you doing? Busy, good. None of these are feelings. Right, right. We're just busy. Honestly, yeah. we're overwhelmed. We don't really know what we're feeling, but they're all there under the surface. And yeah. so if we can teach adults to then teach kids, let's dig in there. That emotion is valuable because what we find is, you know, and especially in Christian culture, I think we can look at emotion like it's a hindrance to our, you know, sanctification and, you know, that we want to just keep it in check. Yeah. But what we actually find is the emotions that we leave out of check, that we maybe punish, dismiss, minimize, we like don't allow in our homes or even maybe in our relationships, like take marriage. Those are the ones that have the most control over our lives. They right. will come out somehow and typically sideways. And this is when they come out in misbehavior in kids. They come out in tantrums. They come out in maybe depression, addictive behaviors. If you're scrolling Instagram, if you're a workaholic, if you're turning to alcohol or drugs, there could be a reason that we go to these what we call numbing behaviors. We're just trying to numb something that we can't name. We right. don't know what it is. We just... We feel awful. We don't right. feel good, and we want it to stop. And so that's why emotion matters so much. If yeah. we're not in tune with the fact that I'm, I'm anxious, I'm sad, or I'm still grieving the loss of X, Y, Z. And it might have been years ago, and we might have thought that you know the world would tell us to get over it. You should be past this, but we're not. Right. It's not that easy. No. Or you can hear that, but you can't make it happen. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why counselors are in business, right? Yeah. Because well, they're trying to help people cope with those wounds. And one of the other factors with that, too, is a number of years ago, I was counseling juvenile delinquents. And I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. My um, job was to help them have remorse on their victims. But the reality was 
they didn't even know what they were feeling, Mm -hmm. let alone to be able to help them step into the shoes of the person that they victimized and understand what they're feeling. It had to start. So the very first thing that I would do is I would give them a feelings chart with these faces on it so that they could begin to identify. Because in most cases, any juvenile delinquent that I sat with, they, they either didn't know who their father was or they had a very, very strained relationship with their dad. And so they didn't have a male figure to help them kind of navigate what emotions were like in their life. Danny, this is some really important stuff here that the Straubs have been discussing. And that idea of an atmosphere of safety in our homes, I'm, I blew it along the way. I know I didn't give some of my kids permission all the time to kind of express and explore their emotions. How do we know, um, and more importantly, how do our kids know it's okay? Um, we're trying at least to make a safe environment. Right. I mean, first, what the Straubs talked about was being able to show and express your emotions under control and in the right way to model being an emotional human being. And uh, the way you create safety is by listening instead of fixing, by allowing and listening instead of reacting to these emotions and not being threatened by the fact that there are emotions in your household and you want to uh, you want to be present with those emotions and help them learn that feelings just give us insight into what's happening in the thought bubbles. I mean, that's really it. It gives us kind of a front door or maybe a back door into the thought bubbles that we're having and, and gives us more information. So we want to work with it rather than uh, running away from it because we miss out on some great information for us on why those feelings are even there. And many times it's based off interpretations. Maybe we misinterpret something or maybe we thought something was going to go a certain way, but it went a different way. A lot of times the feelings make sense with what we see. And so what we have to figure out as parents is what is my child seeing? Hmm. And how can I enter that world with them? Because they may not be seeing exactly what's there. Yeah. They may have misinterpreted something with their lack of experience okay, and exposure. So, so in that circumstance, uh, how do I affirm the emotion without giving it power to control them? Yeah, you say, hey, I, it looks like you see it this way. Boy, your emotion makes perfect sense. Could it be that it could also be looked at this way? Hmm. And would it feel differently? Just wondering. Yeah. I'm curious about that, right? And And if they share a very big emotion... Instead of laughing at it or, or making it smaller because you feel uncomfortable with it, you say, wow, that's, that's got to be really hard for you to carry. What is it that you need from me? And then that way they begin to go to their cognitive, their more thinking brain, and they begin to figure out, well, what is it that I need right now? <laughs> I don't know. Because it's a big emotion. Yeah. I don't like it. And, and they may say, maybe you just listen to me or be with me or let's go take a walk. Oh, fantastic idea. I want to listen. I'm in there with you. And one, one tool that we've developed at Focus for parents to start the conversation with young kids and create a good vocabulary around feelings is a feelings chart uh, with the Adventures and Odyssey characters uh, in that chart. And we have some for younger kids and then some for the preteen, teen years to be able to articulate beyond I'm just mad or I'm angry or I'm sad, yeah. finding other words that will help further understand what thoughts are leading to those feelings. And you can get that as a free download, free to have as a resource mm-hmm. on your refrigerator. I was just going to say, it's this is kind of the on the refrigerator thing, isn't it? Yes. So it's in a prominent place. You can go to it. You can refer to it. We'll link over to that chart, that feelings chart. That's a great resource. 
Uh, we have discussed the Straub's book. That's a terrific resource as well. We're making that available to you for a gift of any amount to the ministry. Donate today. Request your book. It's called What Am I Feeling? We've got all the details for that in the show notes, or give us a call, 800-A-FAMILY. Use that same number if you're trying to figure out uh, what all this can really look like in practical day-to-day life, because I haven't a clue. Uh, We have caring Christian counselors. They'll be glad to give you some assistance in this. They're a free phone consultation away. Again, that's 800-A-FAMILY. We'll hear more from the Straubs next time. And for now, on behalf of Danny and the entire parenting team and the entire broadcast team and the entire Focus team, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.